Welcome to the Christian Life Austin podcast. Visit clcaustin.com for the latest news, register for an upcoming event, or support the Christian Life ministry through our online giving portal. We trust that you'll enjoy today's message. Thank you once again for listening. It's an honor to have him at Christian Life today. Would you put your hands together and welcome our friend, Pastor Brandon Fender. If you only knew what was supposed to happen this week, and you're standing here in your right mind, you're standing here in the presence of the Lord, what an awesome thing it is. You may be seated for just a moment. Uh, My dear friend, Pastor Rex Johnson, I want to honor him. He wanted me to tell just a little testimony about Dad since I am in Dad's stead today. And it has been an awesome two weeks to see God's miraculous power unfold in my father's life. Two weeks ago this past Friday, which would be 16 days ago on August 2nd at approximately 6 p.m., Bishop was out riding horses, which we always do. That's a part of our life is agriculture and farm animals and horses and cattle. And a horse that we had just purchased bucked him off and then proceeded to run over the top of him after it bucked him off. Dad is 63 years old. And in the midst of all that, his pelvis was broke. His uh, thumb and and hand was severely lacerated to where he almost lost his thumb, had uh, all kinds of cardiac bruising around his heart. Uh, All of these things happened to him way out, about an hour and a half outside of San Antonio. Uh, Our first reports that Friday were that he would probably not make it through the night, that he had so much internal bleeding, and that his heart was not able to sustain life. And so we began to pray, and we began to pray in the Holy Ghost. We began to pray in, in God's language. And by Saturday morning, they said he's going to live, but his quality of life will not be very good. They said he'll never walk again. By Sunday morning, they said he'll walk, but we're going to have to put an external fixator on him, and he'll be in a full body cast for 18 months. On Monday afternoon, he had his surgery, and the orthopedic surgeon came out and said, we didn't have to do anything externally. We put one plate, two screws, and one rod in his body. He'll be in the hospital for roughly two to three weeks Two days later, after he had his surgery, he walked out of the hospital under his own power. And I want to thank you for your prayers. I want to thank you for your intercession. I want to thank you for your faith, for my family, for my father, for our church. The devil is a liar. God is a healer. He's able to do exceeding abundantly above all that we can ask or think according to the power of Christ that works within us. And I'm going to tell you today that God is no respecter of persons. If he did it for my dad, he will do it for you. If you need a health miracle, he'll work a health miracle. That there is so much that you can give to your local church, so much you can give to the body of Christ, so much you can give to your community. You can give them energy. You can give them effort. You can give them and loan them talents, abilities, your giftings, your 
callings. And those are all great things. And of course, in church, we're obedient to God's word when it says to bring tithes to the storehouse. And so you give your money at least 10%, and then those that go above and love go beyond that 10%. But you know, one of the greatest things that you can give somebody is time, because you cannot get time back. Time is something that once you invest it, there is no extra time. And so time is one of the greatest investments you can make. However, as, as valuable a commodity as time is, you understand that time can be some of the greatest enemies in our life, especially when it comes to our faith. Now, you've heard my father preach on faith many times, and so faith is a firm foundation in my life. I believe faith in Jesus Christ can and will accomplish anything that the believer needs it to accomplish. God gives us faith and we are to work that faith. But one of the greatest enemies of our faith is time. We've all been in those services where Pastor Rex has preached and inspired our faith and something has been strengthened within us on a Sunday at 11 o'clock just from Monday morning to have something happen. And because God didn't do what he said he would do in our time, we think that he's not going to show up. And so when time passes, sometimes our faith begins to dwindle. But I love what the psalmist writes here when he says, This is the day which the Lord has made. He said, It is my job to rejoice and be glad in it. When you understand that God made the day, that before time was even spent, before he created the heavens and the earth, that there was a day that he created. Not only did he create the day, and this is where you're going to shout. Not only did he create the day, but he created everything that you and I will need, and it's already in the day. That means I shouldn't worry. That means I don't have to doubt. That means I don't have to fret. If God left me alive on this earth, and I'm standing in August 18, 2013, understand that God made this day before I was ever created. And so everything I need, everything I will ever want is already in the day. And instead of looking for the things, it is my job to rejoice and be glad that I know the God that has created the day. Turn to your neighbor and tell them, I know the God. See, some, some people that you work with and some of those that we rub shoulders with throughout, throughout our life on a daily basis, they know that they're in a day and they know that they've got a job to do, but they have forgotten about the God that created the day. When you understand that you have a personal relationship with God, the, the, the writer said, he said, I know God. Then he backed up a step and he said, rather, I am known of God. Not only did God create the day, he knows exactly who's living in this day let me encourage you today from the front to the back God has not forgotten about you if you are still alive today God's got a plan working for you God's got something in store and you might not be able to see his hands working sometimes he's behind the scenes working but there is a day that has been created and the proof that there is still life in your lungs that is proof enough that God has taken care of every need all we've got to do is walk out in faith hebrews 11 1 very familiar now faith is now is up to god faith is up to me 
Now faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. The thing you've got to understand is time is something that we have made here on earth for us to be able to measure time and, and measure a, a year, a month, a week. And so we've come up with months and we've come up with hours and we measure them. We measure it by the sun. But let me tell you, God's definition of time is so different than ours. Because my Bible says that God, Jesus, is the Alpha and the Omega. It's not that he holds time. It's that God is time. When you understand that God is time, it takes the time equation and it, listen, it doesn't ever have to mess up your faith and it can be a month in between miracles and your faith is not shaken. Why? Because you serve a God that does not hold time, but is time. If he's the alpha, he's the omega. If he's the beginning, he's the end. He's got one foot in your past. He's got one foot in your future and he is hovering in your present. I'm here to tell you that time is not your enemy time is not something that is detrimental to your faith time should be building your faith when a week goes by and i haven't held it in my hand yet that doesn't mean i forget god i just say god you are time you have everything i need and i will follow you alpha and omega what I like about these two portions of scriptures that we have read here at the beginning is David says, this is the day that the Lord has made. Paul, who I, I believe wrote Hebrews, says this. He says, now faith is. The power in both of these scriptures is, is that they are timeless. 4,000 years ago when David wrote, this is the day, he was able to say, this is the day. Here we are 4,000 years later, we don't even have to change the text. This is the day. 2,000 years ago when Paul wrote, now faith is. It was true then, but guess what? Here on August 18th, I can still say, now is. Now faith is. Now never changes. Because God never changes. He's the same yesterday, today, and forever. Alpha and Omega and everything in between. It's all the same. It's all God. It's uh, God is in the middle of all of it. And so when you understand that now is God's, God's deal and faith is my deal. I don't have to worry about time. All I have to do is worry about my faith. Can I be honest with you today? Sometimes I wake up, I'm not even worried about your faith. I'm worried about my faith. You've got your issues. I've got my issues. And my now moment has come to me and I'm going to put my faith in my now I'm going to make sure that when God shows up ready with a now moment that my faith is at the level to intersect with his now and when a ready believer meets a ready God good is going to happen to you now faith is the substance of things hoped for. The evidence of things not seen. The power of now. We in the church have gotten so future oriented and we put it off till tomorrow. And we say things like, I'm believing for a miracle. Can I help you just a little bit? When you say, I'm believing for, you took what God wanted to do now and you moved it into next week. But I'm not believing for, I'm believing from. I'm believing from my faith. And my faith does not say tomorrow about this time my faith says right now morning at 11:58 a.m i believe god is going to work a miracle that only god can do and it all comes down to where my faith is and is it in a now moment everybody say now let me help you with this just a little bit 
in the beginning was the word the word was with god the word was god that's john chapter 1 verse 1 genesis verse 1 talks about the creation of everything that we see it is all spoken in faith it is all spoken in a now moment on day one god speaks let there be light before he can even finish the the, the sound of the letter t light has already begun to form and boom light shows up in day one when he says let there be light but under Understand that on day two when he divides the firmament God cannot move from day one and move himself fully into day two because if he moves himself fully from day one to day two the light that he speaks in one ceases to be and so God says when I create light in day one and I move to day two I'm not leaving day one I'm just taking a further part of my manifested spirit with me into day two I love this and you're going to get this in just a moment in day three when he makes the grass and the trees he is still in day two dividing the firmament he is still in day one creating light he does not have to leave one day to get to the next day the reason this is so oh i wish you'd shout about it the reason why this is so strong is is i serve a god that doesn't care about my past because he doesn't remember my past because even on august 18th standing where we are today he is still 10 years ago in my past working redemption covering it with the blood and even though he has moved with me in my life he is still in my past covering it up I'm going to help you I'm going to help you I'm not going to get in no theological discussions about generational curses because I don't know what you preach here. But it don't matter whether you believe in them or whether you do not believe in them. When you understand this, when you understand that the power of an alpha and an omega God is in a now moment, if you ever get a cancerous cell in your body and you say, well, my mama had cancer and my grandmother had cancer and my great-great-grandmother had cancer, you understand this. If God on August 18th chooses to heal you because your faith is at the level it needs to be at. Don't you understand that he's working in your present but he's still working in your past and he can go back to mama he can go back to great grandma he can go back to great great grandma and he can get that first cell that mutated in great great grandma's body and he can solve it, he can heal it so that here forward you never have to suffer again he's creating light you know why I know he's still in day one in Genesis because when I woke up this morning there was sunlight streaming through my window I'm here to tell you if you ever get to a place that you don't think your faith is where it needs to be just go out and as long as the sun is still shining as long as the moon is still there as long as you can see some grass and trees understand that God's word because he is alpha and omega is still working and from 6,000 years ago and it still works today God if the sun comes up I know you're going to work it out for me but time by our definition affects our faith we hear pastors preach we hear singers sing and it inspires something within us 
We feel, and you should, when you leave this building, feel like you could conquer the world. You should leave this building. I know the kind of preaching you get. I've never forgotten one of the, one of the sermons that Pastor Rex, every time he's preached, I've remembered it. I've, I've heard him preach on sail on, that no matter what happens, we're going to sail on. That's the word of God. It continues. I understand that the word that you get here causes something to be inspired within you. But I'm going to tell you, there's a world out there that wants to beat down your faith the moment that you leave this building in just a few moments. And I'm going to tell you, real faith says, I believe God's going to do it today, now. But if he doesn't, tomorrow's going to be my now moment. Even if he doesn't do it until December, I will still wake up saying, today is the day. I've got my faith in the beginning and the end. I've got my faith in Jesus. But I know believers struggle with this because two of, of Jesus' greatest friends struggled with it, Mary and Martha. John chapter 11, verse 20. After Jesus is on his way and he has delayed his progress to get to the city of Bethany, he shows up and he's days late and Lazarus has already been put in the ground and Mary and Martha are mourning. And when Jesus walks into the edge of town, Martha runs to him and she says this, Lord, if you had been here, you know what that is? That's faith in the past. And the problem with faith in the past is it requires nothing of you now. There that word is again. She said, if you had been here, my brother would not have died. We all know people that like to make excuses as to why their miracle has not manifested because of things not happening at the right time. Well, if so-and-so had called me and, and prayed for me, well, if I had received that word I got this Sunday, if I got that six weeks ago, and we say if I if had gotten all of those things, everything would have worked out right. And Jesus goes on to tell her. He says this, she says this, but I know thou even now, there's that word again, whatsoever thou shalt ask of God, God will give it to thee. Jesus responds to her and says, your brother will rise and live again. Martha misses a now moment, goes from faith in the past to faith in the future. She says, I know he will rise in the resurrection. I know months from now, years from now, decades from now. And let me tell you something. I want you to, I want you to pray over your future. I want you to plan because your future is bright. God's got great things in store for you, but do not waste your now planning your next. Do not waste a moment that God is wanting to do something here in this moment of your life because you are planning on him doing it on down the road. I want us to remove the calendar off of God and live every moment for a now moment. Every time that you come on a Wednesday or a Sunday morning, I want you stepping through the back doors of this church saying, today is going to be my now moment. I want every time you hit your knees to pray i want you to say today at this moment is my now moment when you slip the cd or hit play on your ipod and you're getting a little worship music don't put off for sunday what god wants to do on a tuesday or a thursday or a friday god is looking for a now generation god is looking for somebody that said god you could have done it yesterday God, I know you could do it tomorrow, but my faith says right now you're going to show up. I love this. Now faith is 
the substance of things hoped for. When you read that substance, it means the concrete. It means something that is tangible, something that you can see, something that you can hold. It's a faith now. Now faith is the substance. I like one translation says like this, faith builds a platform. See, when you build a platform, you are expecting something to be done on that platform. As long as your faith is in the future, you've moved your platform to the future. And even if God wanted to show up, God has nowhere to work because there is no faith as a foundation. God has to have faith. Jesus was looking for faith. He said, as your faith is, so be it unto you. And so when we take our faith and put it in the future, we take the ability for God to move now. Can I say it like this? Some of us always get excited about a visitation. God is not looking for a visitation. God is looking for an inhabitation. God is not looking to step down on us on a Sunday at noon. God is looking to leave this building with us, stride for stride, step for step, and live with us. There's a reality, and, and, and there I even talk about reality TV because it's gotten so crazy. But there's a reality show right now. And I, I, I forget what it's called, but it is about a man that weighs almost 700 pounds. He is, he is one of the few, though, that I've seen that is that large that is still mobile. He has a job. He goes out and has dinner. He goes and spends time with friends. And they said that, and, and he was interviewed, and he said, when I go into someone's house, he said, whether it be a friend or whether, he said, even on, on business meetings, he said, when I go, he said, I look. And he said, I don't look at the people. He said, I look at the furniture. Because I look at the furniture because I'm trying to decide whether there is anything big enough to support my weight. He said, if there's nothing big enough to support my weight, I mingle for a few moments. I shake hands. I'll shoot the breeze for a moment. And then I excuse myself and go home. But he said, for those places that have a chair that can hold up a 700-pound frame, he said, I sit myself down, and I am so big that when I sit down, I'm not getting up for a while. He said, I talk, I converse, I eat, I will stay there for hours. Now, if the same is true in the physical, think of how many churches God showed up with his Shekinah glory today, and he was looking for enough faith that he could sit down down on and bring everything that he has to bring and to give to the believer but the sad thing is is most churches are not strong enough that if God sat down on them they can hold him up and so God visits them, but he does not inhabit them. But thank God for CLC and churches like this. Because God stepped out of the banister of heaven when he heard the first lick on the keyboard or the guitar. And he said, it's time to inhabit the praises of my people. And he looked down the first row and he said, there's some strong people of faith. And he looked back across the middle section and into the balcony. He said, oh, look at the faith that has shown up this morning he said I'm not going to visit them I'm going to sit down on them and bring every good and perfect thing because of the now faith God I'm believing for you just moved God into your next month and now God is next month September waiting on you to get there and the problem with that is when you get to September you'll be talking about October 
I love January 1st. I love a clean slate. But let's not start talking about January 1st, December 1st. There's still a month left to live. We're always talking about tomorrow. We're always talking about next year. We're talking about this. We're talking about that. And God said, I'm ready to inhabit right now. I need somebody strong enough in faith. I need somebody that's building me a platform. You know, Elijah was repairing the altar for God to show up. And before he put that last stone of 12 down on that altar, everybody was mocking him. Everybody was making fun of him. There's a lot of people that are not going to understand your now faith. You know, the reason why we kept dad's accident a secret for almost 72 hours because I didn't want to listen to people console me. I don't need consolation. I need a word of faith in my life. I need somebody that's going to speak life into my situation. I don't need nobody rubbing my back saying, well, we're going to see what happens and I hope it's okay. I don't need none of that. I need people like your pastor who called me and said he will live and not die. He's going to walk up out of that hospital. All the things that God has promised, everything you've ever preached about, You've been laying stones. I need somebody that's going to help me build a foundation, a now foundation. I need somebody that's going to seize the day. Don't put off in September what God wants to do in August. Don't put off from Monday what God wants to do on Sunday. I know I'm a guest preacher in the house, and I know you've had better preachers. I know pastor could be here, but I believe I've got a word for somebody. You've been putting everything off. You said, well, when I get time and when when God chooses to show up no all of that forgotten those are thoughts of the flesh that is doubt and worry that have taken over I want you to lay it all on the line this morning and say God I've got some faith for my now and as I build you a platform I want you to show up oh it's good to preach this on Sunday It's nice to shout about it on Sunday. But on Monday when you're the only one speaking it. On Tuesday when you're the only one shouting about it. Don't ever feel like you're out of place. Most of the men and women of God in the Bible, they were all by themselves. They were isolated. Isolation is not because you've done wrong. You have not been put out in time out. But God takes the Ezekiels and puts them in a boneyard because he knows that they can make that boneyard live. God takes the Davids and puts them on the backside of nowhere. What is he doing? He's building some faith in you so that when the Goliaths do show up, you are ready when the bones do lay there you are ready can i talk to somebody that you said "Ah, i've been preparing preparation time is over it's time to boldly walk into the faith that god has been building in you shove your neighbor and tell him don't bother me while i'm working on my faith i've got a great wife i've been married for 10 years I've got great children, nine-year-old boy over there and a beautiful blonde-haired, blue-eyed girl that just turned seven last week. But sometimes i got to push them all out of my office, and i got to build my faith a little bit. It's not that they are destructive to my faith, but sometimes I just need it to be me and God. Sometimes I just need God to give me an individual word. Sometimes I need God to build my faith. Sometimes I need God to flick me in the head and say, wake up, boy. You've been putting off for tomorrow what I'm wanting to do today. Now is the day of salvation. Now is the time for your miracle. I don't want you putting it off any longer. This is the day that the Lord has made. I'm going to rejoice. What does that mean? 
Oh, my, my mother wrote a song about it, and we sing it, and I say it all the time, and she's got testimony. She's, she's been cured of a tumor that was pushing her eye out of its socket 15 years ago. She's been told she's got breast cancer three times, and every doctor has had to reverse that report, and she is cancer-free today. And God spoke this word to her a few years ago. He said, if you really want to see my manifestation, you're going to have to dance in advance. When you dance in advance, it's some of the greatest faith that you've ever seen. Because what you're saying is, God, it hadn't changed yet, but I'm going to dance anyway. God, it hadn't changed yet, but I'm going to rejoice. I'm going to praise like it has already come to pass. That's what a sacrifice of praise is. Your most valuable praise is not standing on the mountain when everything is going right. Your most valuable praise and worship is when you're in the darkest valley and you can't even see the light. And you say, God, I think I'm going to praise anyway. God, I think I'm going to worship anyway. God, I think I'm going to pull my faith out and place it in your hand. Somebody give God praise. Somebody give God praise. Somebody let your faith start working. Somebody dance and advance a little bit. Somebody go ahead and exercise the faith God has placed in you. Hallelujah. Give me a couple more minutes. Faith. Faith is always under attack. It's attacked by time. It's attacked by negative people. It's attacked by watching the news. I can't watch the news anymore. The only news I like is the good news of the gospel of Jesus Christ. Because I always win. I'm like, I'm like the man of God said, the worst you can do is put me in heaven. And when you understand that, it gives you a confidence in your faith. That listen... God's going to pull me out, but even if he doesn't, I'll be standing on streets of gold by this time tomorrow night. You get that kind of faith, you become unstoppable. Devil, throw everything you've got at me. I've got enough faith to take you and all of your minions in hell. You've got to get that faith going. Listen, it's more than talking. It's more than putting a magnet on your refrigerator. It's more than your daily Bible verse on social media. It's something in your heart that wells up. It's something in your spirit that won't let you lay down. It's something that when things aren't going right... It kicks in. I'm going to tell you the first thing I did two and a half weeks ago when I heard about dad, it wasn't shed a tear. It wasn't moan and groan. I started speaking in the Holy Ghost. That's all I know. That's all I know to do. And I understand now two and a half weeks later because I put all that in me when I didn't need it. When I did need it, my faith would not let me fail. Your tested faith. Your now faith is going to move mountains. When you speak, something should begin to happen. When you speak, something should begin to move. Not just one mountain, many mountains, mountain chains. Listen, you got to use this faith every day. I use faith on coughs. I use faith on cancer. I use faith on parking spots, getting a close one. I use faith anywhere I can. What are you doing? I'm exercising it. I'm working it. I'm doing what I can with what I have. 
He said, man, my faith is not as strong as so-and-so's. You don't need so-and-so's faith. You need your faith. I can't build your faith. I can speak words that inspire you to build your faith. But Paul said it like this, Timothy, stir up your own gift. He said, I can't stir up your gift for you. All I can do is entice you, encourage you, implore you, beseech you to stir up your gift. I'm not here to build your faith. I'm here to preach the word of God. And the word of God is going to cause you to start stacking stones and building a foundation of faith for God to show up and do something on. I love it like this. And this kind of, of course, but I'm, I'm going to say it anyway. Matthew, 20, uh, Matthew 24, I believe, verse 15. Jesus is talking about uh, a parable, and he talks about the three. And, and i got a couple minutes, so i got to say this real quick. He gives one five talent. He gives one two talent. He gives one one talent. I've always heard it preached that the man with the biggest faith got five talents. That is simply not true. The man with the greatest faith got one talent. Listen to what I'm about to say. It's going to blow your mind. Because you've been complaining about not having enough. When God gives you one talent... He says, I've got enough faith in them that I can trust them with giving them something little and they'll work the mess out of that little thing. They'll put all their faith in that little thing and they'll make little much. If God gave you five talents, he don't have as much faith as the person he gave one talent to because he said, I've got to start them off with more than they need. But he said, there's some believers that got so much faith, I can give them a little and they will take that little. They'll wrap it in their faith and produce much. Let me tell you something. You might not have all you want, but I'm going to tell you, you have all you need. All you need is mustard seed faith and you can move mountains. You can move mountains. Mountains are going to be moved in this place today. Now faith is the substance. You have built a platform. And he said substance leads to evidence. Evidence, substance before it happens. Evidence, now everybody can see it. Oh, I love the fact that we can make things that people cannot or can see out of things that they cannot see. That's Hebrews 11.3. The worlds were framed by God, by the word of God. God spoke it and things out of nothing came out. And there was substance and there was evidence to those things. I'm here to tell you faith in God starts with a thought and then it goes with an action and words correspond and once you get all of those things working in your faith and you start talking to God and you start praying listen this is where, where we've got to get with our prayer we got to quit praying our will and we got to start praying the will of the father we got to start praying his word back to him when you pray God's word back to him faith is unleashed in your heart because you are reminding God this is what your word says and I believe it that today is is my day now is my time talking to Mary and Martha he said your brother will rise and live again whatsoever you believe in me he shall never die he said do you believe this she said yes Lord I believe that thou art the Christ son of God which should come into the world her belief got out of yesterday, got out of tomorrow, and came into the now. I know some churches, all they talk about is the glory days, how it used to be. I know other churches that are so far into the calendar of 2014 that they're literally wasting Sunday after Sunday, prayer service after prayer service. And Jesus is dealing with a woman who had faith in the past, faith in the present, or in the future, but nothing in the present. One word from Jesus brought all of her faith into the moment she was standing in. 
The moment she believed, Jesus said, take the stone off. We're about to have a now miracle. He calls Lazarus out. He looses Lazarus. Lazarus is a walking, talking miracle of a man who had been dead for four days because somebody got their faith in the now. I'm going to encourage you today. Get your faith into this exact moment. 12.22 p.m. Don't get it in 12.30. 12.22. This is your time. This is your day. I want everybody to stand on their feet. What have you been putting off for tomorrow that God wants to do in this moment? What have you been putting off next month? What have you been putting off for the next conference? What have you been putting off? I, I, I think it's a shame that people will pay thousands of dollars on airfare and hotel rooms to go and hear a man of God or woman of God speak. That's great if you want to do that and do that and that to build your faith, whatever. I believe in conferences. I'm preaching one at the end of this week. But I'm going to tell you what. Why go to all that expense when in your living room you can have a now moment? I say it like this at my church, and I hope it doesn't offend anybody. I don't need Benny Hinn blowing on me. I don't need Bishop Jake sweating on me. I don't need Pastor Joel Osteen smiling at me. I need my faith in Jesus Christ in this moment. My belief is going to produce a now miracle. I'm not going to beg anyone to come to an altar. But I want to I want to I want to invite those that have been wrestling with time you have been putting off and you thought it was too late. I want you to get out of your seat. I don't care if you're in the balcony. I know it's a few more steps, but I want you to come down. Every step you take is a step of faith. Every step you take is you're walking to your now. You're walking to the moment that God has called you to. There is no other moment more important than right here today. I know you've got plans this week. I know you've got big meetings scheduled this week. I know you've got family maybe getting in one more vacation before school starts but I'm going to tell you right here in this place today there is so much faith welling up on the inside of you I see people drying tears today that tears represents time that you have been been struggling with that it didn't happen when you thought it should happen you saw somebody else receive their miracle and you said God when is it going to be my turn when is it going to be my time and I'm going to tell you God's telling you right now today is your day now is your time. Call out to God. Your belief in Jesus Christ as the Son of God, as the only way, as the only truth, as the only life. Right now, my belief in God is that He will do anything, that He can do everything, that in this moment, that your faith has built a foundation. You have built a foundation in the last hour and a half. And that concludes today's podcast. Thanks again for listening.